1: Today, our guest is Ola Dantas. Thanks for being on the show, Ola. Thank you so much, Benny. Glad to be here. He's the founder and CEO at Dwellin.com, a multifamily investment syndicating firm that successfully sourced deals over $40 million by working closely with sellers and other apartment syndicators across the country. He continues to exceed investor returns and build upon his success in the multifamily investing space. Thanks for being, again for being on the show. And uh, give the listeners a little more about your background and, and uh, why you're in this business we call real estate syndication.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Mini. So, um, you know, really funny story. I've been doing this for, you know, quite some time now, but how I get started was really, really, um, funny. So I like to talk about it. Um, a friend of mine from the UK, you know, where, we I've lived, um, basically called me, um, one day and said, Hey, you know, can you meet me in Dubai for a meeting? Right. For a quick mastermind. Um, so I was like, okay. And I did what you know every smart and wise man does. I asked my wife, <laughs> I said, Hey, you know, <laughs> a friend of mine just called me and he's like, Can I jump on the plane um to Dubai to meet him? And she was like, Um, absolutely not. Uh, why would you do that? Why do you guys get... just um FaceTime or Skype? You know, why go all the way there? And, you know, long story short, I was on a plane <laughs> to Dubai to meet my friend. And we spent about three, four days um, predominantly in a hotel room, kind of going back and forth with his business. His business was obviously real estate uh, you know, in London. And he was obviously in Dubai meeting some investors. So during our time together, I realized that, oh my goodness, like he's doing really well. He's making you know, quite a good chunk of money. And I was like, I could be doing this in the United States. So I lent a ton. Um, I was really excited. I jumped back on the plane, got back to the United States and started doing some reading, some researching, um, you know, obviously found out bigger pockets. And then from the podcast, everybody kept talking about a book, you know, that they read. And it was the same book. It was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I was like, I got to buy this book, right? Um, so I bought the book, read the book. And, you know, I'll just stop there. As you say, the rest is history. But I think the reason I brought this story up is as people start their journey or before they start their journey, they have to understand there should be a level of risk that you're willing to take in life to get to where you're supposed to be, right? Because rewinding back, I could have said, no, I don't really want to come and meet you in Dubai. I can just um, FaceTime you or whatever and never go for that meeting. And then I would have never seen you know, this really amazing snowball effect that has happened in my own life. So I think for folks listening to this, um, thinking of signing real estate, um, there is a level of, you know, of uncomfortability that you're, that you're okay with, right? You can just jump on a plane, go somewhere. You can, you have to be that way. That's the whole point of, you know, related investing. Hmm.
1: That's, that's so interesting too. And in, in, you didn't, you didn't give us all the details there. I know you, you, you said one important thing was that you asked your wife, right? But then she said no. So, you know, you know, how did that, I guess, how did you get her on board? I know there's listeners that are in those same shoes, right? And, and uh, I can speak from that. Just, you know, thankfully my spouse is on board and very supportive. And, and it's been key, you know, because obviously you're putting in lots of
0: hours and it affects the whole family. But, uh, you know, how, 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 did you, how did that play out? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. So the, the other piece I didn't I didn't mention was I prayed about it. Um, you know, I prayed about it. And then I, you know, go back to my life and say, hey, listen, um, what if I go, right, to this trip and I learn something amazing, right? And I come back with new knowledge, right? Because what happens is when we get out of uni, you know, college, as you call it in the United States, is we stop learning, right? I mean, yeah, you pick up a book here and there, our brain tries to tell us we know everything. So then we stop to learn, we stop to read, we stop to seek out new information. So I told my wife like, hey, I could go to this trip, learn something new. Yes, it's an investment. I, yeah, I paid for the ticket, by the way, <laughs> myself. And then if I come back, we could do something different with this and could take us to a new... When I actually got back. When I did get back, I, I learned about multifamily. And I told my wife, our current situation today is we pay for a monthly rent in a fancy apartment building. Think about this for a second. What if we bought an apartment building or more realistically, a smaller size apartment building and somebody pays us rent every month, right? Imagine that. So we don't pay anything. We live in a house, maybe free or com- or almost completely free, somebody actually pays us money to use our space. And she's like, hmm, I like that. Well, that came from the Dubai trip. <laughs> so it's really like connecting the initial vision, you know, in our, in our marriage, essentially. You have to have a vision for your marriage and, and where is this marriage going into? You know, where is this family going into? What are our values? What are our vision? So I think connecting, you know, the initial Um, risk, which was me traveling away to learn about this new thing. And then when you get back to actually show the strategy, connect the tactics and make your idea in this case, real estate investor, make it practical, not only to yourself, but to your wife and most importantly, to your family. So, well, why don't you elaborate on just uh, get how you got started
1: and, and how you pushed through all those uh, those doubting fears and you know all that stuff that was really holding you back. But now, you know, now you, you took that risk and, and how you were okay with taking that risk. You, you talked about it a little bit, but let's elaborate um, on you, you made a decision. You, you know, what was your mindset? How did you get that straight? And uh, you know, help the
0: listener to work through those at the same time right now. I think that's an amazing question, right? That is such a good question. So there are a variety of ways we can mitigate risks in our lives. One, you know, the really obvious one is that you just basically learn so much about this, you know, topic that you're trying to get into. In this case, it's real estate investing. So I learned a lot, right? I knew a lot, so I got comfortable in terms of, you know, what I'm trying to get myself into. So that was the very, very first thing I did. You know, I read all the books. I listened to all the podcasts I could. I spoke to people that I heard on podcasts, reached out. Um, you know, one of those people is Joe Fellas, an amazing guy. You know, it, Then he became my coach. So I read, I got a coach. I spoke to different people. But I think the one thing that helps to, you know, really reduce, and I, I, I never want to say eliminate the fear because, you know, that's, an ongoing thing realistically is to write down your vision and write down your goals, right? When you put it down on paper, I so I, I literally have a whiteboard here in my office. You write your goals down. Why are you doing what you're doing? Right? And what are you doing in this case, what real estate strategy are you looking to deploy capital in, right? What are your timelines, right? Just to give you a guide. Because if you've been in real estate for five years and you haven't bought a property, <laughs> You haven't flipped a deal. You haven't been in an apartment syndication on the passive side. Then there's something wrong. Why? Because the average investor would have bought a property before, while well, an active, obviously, investor would have bought a property before five years. So you need those things. Now, when you you know read about the part you know, about the um, strategies you're trying to get to, you get a coach that is active in that space. Right. Write your goals down. Make sure that you tag a timeline to it so you know when you're on or off track and then just do it so for me personally when i go back and i you know run my goals i basically followed that step i bought a property within six months right so i looked at you know the mls we're looking at duplexes triplexes quads and yeah when you know maryland so i really want to bring out something as well for folks listening to us whitney I was living in kind of in an apartment building, but in the suburbs, right? So when I started looking at multifamily, I could not find anything close to me. So we had to leave the comfort of our fancy apartment where we could always get parking. We could just drive down to the grocery store to move into the city where we could never find parking. <laughs> you have to drive around the block two three times, you know, to get this building that we bought, our first building. So, and the reason I'm bringing this up is, when you're, you know, working towards your goal, things are not going to be comfortable. They're not going to be what you're used to. There's going to be some certain level of change and even uncertainty, right? But you have to be ready for that, and that that means you're actually pushing yourself towards the life that you should be living. So, we bought this first building, uh, we moved into it, we rehabbed it, we did the bra strategy, um, you know, put out some cash. And then obviously we kind of been ruined that, that, that capital, you know, since
1: then. I really like that strategy and, and, uh, uh, I contemplated myself about doing the same thing and we did a similar thing, but, uh, um, but, but anyway, um, now, you know, talk us through that a little bit, uh, just some of the struggles, but how you stay motivated. Cause I know that's not easy. Uh, you know, it's not easy to, to make that change and get uncomfortable and, you know, and, and, but, But I really see that you had, uh, I mean, you see, you had the end in mind, right? You could see, you know, many years down the road, you knew this was going to be worth making this uh, hard decision now. Um, You know, and how did you stay motivated through that? How did you all,
0: uh, you know, you and your wife both stay on board about that? Oh man. Oh man. I, (laughs) I don't even, that is such an amazing question, right? Because every person that jumps into a new idea, or in this case, real estate investing, there is just this blind spot that I believe we all have, right? And that blind spot is, oh, everything is going to go great. Like, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to jump in, get my first deal. Nobody's going to sue me. Everybody's going to love me. And then you start doing it and you're like, oh my goodness. People wanna actually sue me. My tenants might sue me. Um, you know, other investors might not like me because we make money to get. Like there's all these other things, um, both of which I've said are, are negative, but then there are also positives, right? I'm actually getting income, right? I have an asset. A lot of people don't have that. You have people lived for 30 years, never own a home. So how do I stay motivated? I there's something I like to call, you know, kind of the gratitude perspective, right? That I coined that term, gratitude perspective. What does that mean? You zoom out of your life and you look at your life and say, what can I be grateful about? Right. What can I be grateful about? In all of this situation, I don't care. It could be your coffee from McDonald's that morning (laughs) and it tasted amazing. It could be the deal that you got because so much on the negativity of your current circumstances, right? So when you zoom out, you look, you have this helicopter view of your life that fuels your motivation, Constantly, because you are going to be disappointed. You are going to face those tough days that you're going to question yourself. Like, why am sorry, why am I doing this? No, remind oh yeah. The goals I wrote down is on my board. That's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm doing it, right? But that's the second thing I was going to talk about, right? Those goals that you wrote down is also going to fuel your motivation to keep you going, to just keep you through those tough, sometimes dark days actually, um, because entrepreneurship can be lonely, right? So you have to make sure that you're constantly getting fueled up through the two things I've mentioned, you know, constantly, because if you don't, if you don't have gratitude, you quickly get into a, a space that you don't want to be. If you don't remember the goals that you wrote down, you can get you know, just, I don't want to do this again. There's a reason why a lot of people don't actually do their deals. Like when I go to meetups and people have been going there for years, they've never done a deal. They're they're not terrible people. There's there's, just reasons why. So you have to make sure you don't fall in that trap. Right. And and last thing I do is I, I, I pray, right. The matter before everybody. And, but I pray, right. So those are what keeps me going. And that's frankly what has contributed largely to, to my, you know, relative success
1: what's been the, the hardest part of the,
0: of the syndication process for you? Oh man, that's... Oh man, that is such a good question too. So, you know, you jump in this game, you pick up the phone, you know, you go through the process of, you know, reaching out to brokers. Obviously, you need to find deal and then you need to find capital, right? So I'm like, well... I'll, I'll go with the deal, right? So you call all the brokers and say, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. I want, you know, I'm looking at this particular market. I've so seen that you're pretty active. I mean, I have a, had a whole script laid out, right? Um, but what I didn't know is I had to jump through a few hoops. Well, one, the broker has to pick up your call, <laughs> right? But they're really busy. They're always out on the road for the most part, right? So then getting them to pick up your call and then getting them to call you back and then making sure that you as a syndicator follow up. Right. What is most important is not even making the initial call, is the follow-up. That's how you build a relationship over time with, with brokers, right? So for me, I struggled with that, right? I I, I couldn't get brokers to, to listen to me. Um, I had meetings, you know, with a few brokers and you know, they probably think, oh, this you look relatively young, like you haven't done five thousand. On units like Grand Cardone, like, I'd rather give this deal to this guy that is proven. So the way I overcame that was I started to build processes um, and systems to help me go directly to the sellers. Right. So I jumped above, you know, the brokers and I just reached out to sellers. Right. And I just basically called sellers and say, Hey, you know, I give them the script and say, I want to come take a a look at your building. So for me in the beginning, it was very, very, very difficult um, to get brokers to listen to me. Mm. And now they're calling me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: uh, give us a, a process or a system, uh, maybe just one thing that that you you've learned, you put in place to to start finding those deals or talking to sellers directly. Great question.
0: So, what we do now is a mixture of you know we have a mailing list that you know we basically target um, you know owners that are basically held. A, You know, an asset for maybe thirty years, right? So we're anticipating that maybe they're towards the retirement, or maybe they're just tired, and they're looking to cash out. Um, You know, some of them do have. I mean, I spoke to an owner that you know wants to sell us a five hundred and five portfolio over seven properties, and he's had that for more than twenty five years. So he's getting done. He's thinking of just retiring to Florida, and he wants to offload that to us. So that's one way, you know, that we basically use, we we use a mailing list, we target those guys and we send them a mail out to them. And then obviously when they call in, we, we, you know, continue the conversation. Another way is through access to public records. So we scrub the internet for data and then we try as much as we can to get telephone numbers for sellers and just reach out to them directly. Nice. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Oh man, that I wasn't expecting. I think for me is persistency, right? Um, You got to understand that, you know, like for example, when I call sellers and they tell me, you know, I don't want to sell or don't call me again. Where'd you get this number or whatever, you know, you start to personalize the world, right? I don't you know, they, they don't hate me. They don't know me. They're just, maybe I call them at the wrong time or for whatever reason, they didn't want to talk to me. So I, I don't let that rejection that rejection, you know, make me all dejected. Like, Oh, you know, I'm so unlucky. I, you know, no, I don't, I just keep going. It's just to the next number onto the next person, onto the next seller. And then with that process of kind of elimination, I know I'm going to get through to that one person. And we do um, get to that one person that's like, you know what, I've been thinking of selling my property this year. Yeah, I will send you our p and I'll send you the T12. I'll send you the rent roll, And it's just, you know, it's almost like magic. So for me, it's just that constant persistence, right? Day in and day out. What's a way that you've recently improved your business that we could all apply to ours? So I think for me, it's not so much the business, it's more of me, but of course it translates to the business, right? Um, This is a big one. When you get into this game, there is just so many ways to make money in real estate. There's just so many strategies out there. So you sometimes you get this shiny object syndrome, right? Even though I, I felt like I had this spirit of discernment and I just wanted to focus on what family, you know, I met a, a partner and he's like, we can flip houses, we can do this and do that. So then you kind of get a little bit derailed, right? And realistically you lose time because your focus is now been shifted to something else, right? Of course, your brain is telling you, oh, you're balancing both balls in the head, but you're not because, you know, I was going to, you know, my projects in last year, almost every day, trying to get those projects going, you know, but then my, my syndication side of my business was suffering. So now what we're doing is we're very, very narrow focused. You know, we have an org chart. We, we have basically um, something called OKHAS, um, objective and key results, what we go after every day. And those basically dictate what we do every day with the intention of a predictive result in our business. So that narrow focus helps us um, with, with our outcomes, essentially. So we're very, 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 very focused. And that's what we've changed. What are you excited about right now in your business? Oh, man, I'm just so, so excited with some of the the headwaves we've made so far this year, you know, we've, like I said, just about 40 million, um, you know, in, in deals already. And we just keep getting um, calls. We keep speaking to sellers. We keep talking to all the partners, capital partners. Um, we're working with a group out of Israel right now. So I'm just so thankful and just so thankful to God. And, and um, it's just so much going on. I'm, I'm just, just thankful.
1: Is there a need in your business right now that you'd like to let the listeners know about?
0: Uh, I mean, I think for our business, we're pretty um, robust from from A to Z. Um, you know, for the most part. However, we are constantly looking for folks who are, you know, looking to learn about the the business, or uh, looking to, you know, maybe maybe are you know, thinking twice about the. St- market and thinking about other options um, for them, and they want to learn more about you know what the syndication business actually really means um, you know how they can get value from that and obviously we're always looking to add value um, to our clients um, so you know if you 're out there and you just kind of want to learn more about what this thing is um, you know let us know
1: and a lot, tell the listeners how they can learn more about you and, and about uh, your podcast as well
0: yeah, sure thank you so you know um, dwelling is is a pretty um an an interesting brand that's what we're trying to build as you can tell from the name it sounds you know like a dwelling um so we've we've got the podcast harm we've got investing harm and then we've kind of got the you know kind of it's a really focused market right we're, we're looking at a specific segment of the population um as well so um you know you can go on invest with you know that that you know link would take you directly to to our platform so it's invest with Ola. so invest and then with o l a dot com and also when you get to our site, you can take a look at our podcast as well feel free to you know check that out and also feel free to just reach out just say hey, you know heard on you on witness podcast i' want to chat i'm always 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 um willing you know to talk to folks just give them You know, a listening ear, um, not so much to advise, but just to hear them out. Um, So if you're out there, you can hear my voice and you want to reach out. I'll be glad to have a a, a conversation with you. Great. Thank thank you so much for being on the show.
1: I, I really appreciate you just helping us think about how you got started and your mindset and why that's so important. Uh, I hope the listeners will reach out to you and I hope they will also uh, go to uh, LifeBridge Capital and connect with me, but also our Facebook group, you know, where you can see uh, future guests and you can leave questions and and, uh, that you uh, want me to ask on the show and uh, connect with other people in the business and, and we can grow our businesses together. And we will talk to each of you tomorrow.
0: Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital.